This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select Ezekiel Elliott. And now, your hosts, Dane Brugler, David Hellman, and Brian Broaddus. Well, we welcome you to the Draft Show here from the SWBC Mortgage Studios on a post-Super Bowl Sunday, Monday draft show, getting you ready the 2017 season over. Philadelphia Eagles are your champions. Can we officially, and it's always draft season, but can we officially say it's draft season now? It's officially draft season. Like, we don't have a problem anymore for yeah. wanting no. to talk about the draft? No, and, and you always tweet out how much you love football and how much you love to watch football. I do. And so now, you know, your focus will be on the draft. You should be watching players getting ready for this thing. You saying I wasn't? No, I'm just saying as a fan, you should. Be. Oh, okay. If you're, if, you, you know, me. if you're having withdrawals, go watch you some college players. Yeah, go get you figure some, that out. Go get you some highlight tapes. Go shopping. Go shopping. That's exactly right. Help this team get better. That's Dane Brugler's voice, David Hillman as well, Kent Garrison, executive producing. Um, we'll maybe take some calls later in the second half today. I know Dave, you want to get into some stuff about Philadelphia and some of their draft picks and things like that. I agree with that. Um, we can maybe take some calls later on as well. 888-855-2297 if you uh, are so inclined. We'll do Twitter on the 20 as we always do. But I want to start this day with uh, I'm going to get you guys to try and trade. I'm going to get you guys to back up here if you're the Dallas Cowboys. Or think about it at 19. Okay. Because we always talk about it. And maybe we'll do another show where we talk about how aggressive we need to be here mm-hmm. too if a player. But I want to know how far back are you willing to go? You know, how far back are you willing to go? Is there it, it now? We, we've we've kind of talked about the players that are there. You know, the ones that we, you know at nineteen, you're a little bit of mercy of the board. Mm-hmm. You know, we're trying to figure out who's exactly there. If you if you look at Dane Brugler's mock draft, which is his first one, and when I and I want you to get into using your top fifty because I think now right. we kind of have a little bit better understanding. But if you look at Dane's board, some of the guys that we've talked about here. You know, Roquan Smith, nine, San Francisco. How about Vita Vea going to the Raiders at 10? Okay, now we're starting to get a little nervous. How, whoa, Tremaine Ed, Edmonds, linebacker, Virginia Tech. He turns around and goes to the Dolphins at 11. These are guys we're talking about every week. You know, possible picks for the Cowboys at 19. Deron Payne, second-round guy. Marcus Davenport. How about him going to Green Bay at 14? Getting a little nervous yet? Getting a little nervous that your guy you can't get up there because these teams are making picks. I don't think I'm nervous because we're not, you know, we're not picking 28th. We're picking 19th. Okay, well I'll just throw Calvin Ridley. You're at just you. gonna 16. give me a doomsday yeah. scenario. I'll just keep throwing names at you there. Just keep throwing names until I don't like. I'll it. throw Derwin James at you there at Sam at 17 yeah. to the to the Chargers. That hurts. Okay, now we're sitting there thinking, are we happy the way the board's going right now? Of course not. But we're not, and we can't get up in there. We're, we're no. stuck. We're stuck because we can't get up in there because we'll have to overpay to go get one of those guys. And I think you need to expect a scenario like that. I totally agree. You have to go into the draft thinking that those five or six players that you just mentioned will not be available, and that has to be your plan. Now, if one of those five or six are available and the Cowboys view them as highly as we do, yeah. then by all means, pounce. Get your guy. But if... You get wiped out, which is a very likely scenario. Yeah. 
what is you know what is plan f plan f well let me ask you this well, can i interject real you quick you surely may i just want to and i get you know i get the purpose of the exercise and i like you should be prepared for any and all scenarios i get that but picking at 19 I you know you, you have 16 to 20 first round grades for any given draft. I usually think it's like 18 to 20, but I'll, I'm going with you. I 14 this year. 14. There you go. Yeah, look I, at that. I just I, I feel good about the odds that they'll feel good about a player that's there at 19. I don't think you can realistically wipe out every single option that they like. You don't think that? I no, don't. Well, you have to go into this draft liking somebody at 19. Okay, I, under Dane's scenario. Having said that, I do. Like I mean, I said, every one of those players that I mentioned, we've talked about at some point in time on this show. Yes, and we got a long way to go to get to the end. Yes, but I, I'm I'm trying to make you th- think about. And I can't get this thing. I don't want to use assets to go up. No. If okay, and then they might. They very well might. Mm-hmm. But for for us right now, I mean, I know you. Give me picks. Give me picks. Give me yeah. picks. Uh, there's not going to be much much uh, suspense here. If we get wiped out, like it looks like, it's like in that mock draft scenario, move move me back. All of us, yeah. Give me a second round. Give me a third round. Let's let's figure something out where we can get back, and I'll, I'm comfortable with that. All right. Yes. Again, how far back do we want to go? Let's look at some teams. Buffalo's got picks at 21 and 22, back to back. Dallas's pick, by the way, folks, on their chart, on their chart, I will repeat. Which no two teams have the same. No two teams have the same, but on the Dallas Cowboys chart, which I hold in my hands, Dallas's pick is worth 875 points. Now we start talking about going back. We look at Buffalo, that number, that 122, it's worth 780. Net a third-round pick. You okay with that? Yeah. To go to 22? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, now yeah. give me a guy then you would consider under your doomsday scenario where mm-hmm. everybody gets wiped out. Give me a guy we're looking at. We looking at Win? We looking at Hernandez? Who are we looking at there? I think you have to look on the defensive line. I mean, Maurice Hurst could Hurst? be there. Yeah, okay. Now, if we stay at 19, according to your mock, mm-hmm. Hurst is a Dallas Cowboy. That's one possibility, yeah. Yeah, okay. Realistic possibility. Realist, and that is a realistic possibility. Mm-hmm. I, I believe you're absolutely right there. Right. Okay. But say that, okay, Hurst, if we don't, if, say Hurst, we trade out and say we her, don't, yeah. yeah, we don't take Hurst. Hurst goes 19. So. Hurst goes 19 to the team we just traded to. Right. Okay, now we're sitting at 22. Give me a guy. We still looking at those? Are we looking at those offensive linemen? You looking at defensive linemen? What are you looking at? Uh, you start to look at the offensive linemen. Uh, Isaiah Wynn, Billy Price. Uh, center that could be guard maybe yeah uh, he played mostly guard at Ohio State Ohio State yeah uh, he can certainly do it Uh, I I think you're looking at those two uh, no question then you look at corner I I know you know we look at Mm. the cornerback position as maybe uh, it's not a strength of this team but it's a potential strength of this team when you talk about the second and third round picks from last year uh, Wuzier and Jordan Lewis you think about what you're going to get from Anthony Brown in year three Uh, we'll see what happens with Orlando Skandrick so I it's not necessarily a strength, but it has the potential to be a strength with where we are right now. You don't necessarily need to go in that direction, but listen, every NFL team needs more help at corner. You think about Hughes? 
I mean, Ward hadn't been taken here. Do, do you take Ward? Yeah, I, he's top ten. Okay, top ten. Okay, so that means Hughes. Mike Hughes, Josh Mike Hughes, Jackson. Jackson, uh, yeah, Iowa. Jair, I, I like Jair Alexander a lot. Yeah. Uh, Louisville corner, I think right. he's in that mix. So I think corner or interior offensive line would be kind of those targets. You okay with that? I feel I, – we had this conversation last week, didn't we? I, I feel better drafting a starter onto my offensive line than – whatever's going on in the secondary. You would, yeah, I, I, Dane's assessment was really good. Like, it's not necessarily a strength of this team, but, again, I think I used the word efficiency last week. Like, I want my I, I want my day one pick to be immediately starting and either – I mean, so drafting a corner here, you run the risk that he can't beat one of the other guys out, or if he does, then you got another premium draft pick who's not contributing. That, I mean, I don't – Win in a third-round pick – at 22 doesn't sound like a bad idea for that me. Sounds great. Okay, I, we're all right I've with there. Been, I've been very anti offensive line at number at number. Oh, nine. I know you have, but you're trying to you're you're just trying to. I'm trying to get you to tell me who's there. Well, that's what I was saying. If you get if just because you know I I don't know I struggle with that, but if you give me an extra pick, I can feel a lot better about offensive. Yeah, line I can. So I'm trying to. Yeah, okay. Let me ask you this. Okay, so we would do that thinking about that at 22 and 23. That's the Rams. Mm-hmm. So let so. I'm I'm bad at math, but if you took if you took that deal from Buffalo, you're probably you're, the pick you're getting is somewhere around like 85. Yeah, yeah, 83. Exactly. Third, yeah. Okay. Exactly. So I'm adding a top 100 pick and getting still a guy that you would consider a starter. And you're doing the 22. same. You're basically doing the same thing with the Rams if you went mm-hmm. to 23. Holler at me. Are Let's we thinking go. about the same players? Let's go. Okay. Hey, now we're gonna. Now we're. Right. That's only a one spot drop. Okay, but I'm just saying though, maybe somebody maybe maybe it's something different. Sorry, like I'm sorry to live in the past, but I'm just looking at your chart that says dropping back to thirty one should net you a second round pick. Yeah. It's not what the Cowboys got when they did that last No, time. that's true. And that's why I'm trying to get you I'm trying to I'm trying to educate the fans here yeah. well, that expect well, more. Now well I was gonna now I'm educated and uh they better they better get their fair compensation this time. That sucked. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that was a that was a bad panic move, is what that was. Yeah, that was that was not having a good plan coming out of eighteen. Well, I mean, let's kind of we, what we've been talking about is a little bit of panic because if we get wiped out at nineteen, you should start seeing where okay whereabouts do you start seeing things really being bad for you when you when you lose? How I mean, looking again at your but when you lose Ridley at sixteen. You better be getting on the phone. Right. You better be getting on the phone. You think Ridley falls that far? Yes. You do? I mean, He's the first I, receiver. I, I like Ridley a lot. And I, again, I think he'd be in a perfect fit in this offense. But it's because he is more of that Z. He's, more, yeah. he's a high-end two for me. Yeah. Like he's not a future number one, in my opinion. He's a high-end two. And for a lot of people, they feel good about you know getting that wide receiver, a, a two in the second round, maybe even the third round. So... It, a first-round pick, a premium pick, uh, it, it is asking a lot. But for Calvin Ridley, I would absolutely use a mid-first-round pick on him. And I think there's a good chance he falls out of the top 10. Uh, then you need to think about if maybe that's a move up. And that's for another day, another show. Right. If he gets to 16, we know that the, the, the Ravens are looking for skill. But anyway, that's another oh, yeah. day, another show. Okay, so we kind of feel like the Buffalo deal were good. The Rams thing at 23 would still net you a three. We're good with that? Mm-hmm. Okay, Absolutely. Carolina at 24, Netcha 3. Are we still talking about the same players now? 
You know, are we still talking about the same guys? We've passed, we've passed uh, players on 22, or excuse me, we've passed Detroit, Buffalo, Buffalo, Rams. The further, and you know, the, the greedy pick fan in me, like, I'm like, yeah, let's fall all the way down to 31 and get that second round pick. But yeah. I'm freaked out by what Dane's telling me about my options, really. I mean, well, Brian, you, What's your opinion? Is there a player that you would be targeting in a, in a trade back? Is there one specific player that you would be targeting? Yeah, I'd be looking at Win. Right, and I agree that's with that. that's that's my guy. If I'm going to trade I'm back, you. I'm looking I'm looking to get my starting left guard. I, 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 I and I, I have a first round grade on Hurst. So if if he if he's taken at 19, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I also have a first round grade on McClinchy, the tackle, offensive tackle, Notre Dame. Yeah, but okay. So how far back would you feel comfortable going? And still feeling great about getting win. All right, look at the teams. Okay, look at the teams. Look at teams that potentially could use offensive linemen. Okay. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's just early think about it. no, just think about it. yeah, and all yeah that, exactly. So. It's, but I'm just saying right now. Right. Rams look like they're much. They're pretty set. Carolina. You know, uh, like, they're going to lose probably Norwell, the guard. Yeah. Um, I would imagine they could use offensive line help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Carolina is really a wild card with their GM situation and with, yeah. with Herney and all that. So that Carolina is a wild card with what they, they could do here. Um, Tennessee, uh, they could use more help in the interior offensive sure. line. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta. Uh, I, I think they're okay. Uh, they could use a guard, but I don't think they'd go here a guard in the first. New Orleans, I think they're set. Uh, so I, I, there's a lot of maybes. Yeah, not like a oh he's win is not falling so, past there. So. To your point, Dave, moving moving into moving into the range of twenty eight, yeah, where you would start to get the second round pick. I was going to say, well, is not. it worth it to you to go to twenty eight? Well, I think here's, I think we have to be realistic about who's going to trade up to. Yeah, so let's let's take a. Oh, you want to look at who the aggressive teams could be? Well, and that's okay. Why Somebody are, needs to be there, by the way. Well, that's the point. Why are we moving back? Because we don't feel great about the options at 19. Right. So there has to be someone of value there for a team willing to give up a second round or second or third round pick to move up. So who is that player? Maybe one of those corners. What about the quarterback? I was going to say. The quarterback's always going to make somebody move. Buffalo, right. Buffalo makes sense in that regard. Well, and that's – but I think that's why it makes sense for – one of these other teams to get in front of Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fair. if Buffalo is picking well, twenty one and twenty two. In in my I'm what if thinking, you're New Orleans? I'm thinking Buffalo goes up to make sure they get their guy. Very possible. What if you're New Orleans? That's an aggressive team at twenty seven. Which I just selfishly I would love it if Baker Mayfield wound up hmm. there. So that's what I'm saying. If Baker Mayfield somehow ends up at Dallas at nineteens on the board, and you're Sean Payton, and you're thinking about grabbing a quarterback. Is that a team that you could say that, that, that hey, then that right there, that's going to 27, and that's picking up a three and a four? Yeah, I just, but I don't, I don't, I don't think it's very realistic because I don't think Mayfield's getting out of the top 15. I just can't okay. see it. So you're saying Arizona at 15? Yeah, I think that's kind of his floor. I, I just don't see him falling that far. How about uh, Miami at 11? Very possible. Absolutely. Mayfield could go top five. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, no, no, I, I don't disagree. Okay, then what, I, I think we have to look at. Would, I would be would, would somebody trade for I, Allen? Yeah, I would be shocked. Would Allen be the guy that somebody comes for if is, he's there? Is which I know I we've talked about him a lot, but is Allen our new Paxton Lynch? Is there any possibility that that happens? 
And you nope, don't nope. look at me. Nobody saw him fall into 29, was it? Yeah, it was yeah, 20s, that's Yeah, right around range. These it's, quarterbacks are tough because I think there's a a very, very good chance all four go top 15. Okay, the top. Okay, that's shoving a guy your direction or two, possibly. But four went in this mock draft in the top fifteen, and we still got wiped out. Did you Did you have all four going? Yeah, I think Darnold one. I think uh, was it Rosen two. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Darnold one, Rosen two. You had Allen, Allen five. Uh, going down the board here. No, you do not have Mayfield was Mayfield was fifteen to Arizona. Right, so. And we have to factor in Kirk Cousins going somewhere, you know. Yeah, that could be Buffalo, could be the Jets, it could be. It's going to wipe out one of those quarterback options in the draft. Um, you kind of hope that 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 Cousins, if you're a Cowboy fan, you're kind of hoping that Cousins does go to one of those teams, though, doesn't it? Maybe maybe allow a quarterback to get to you. Yeah, because then when you look at it, okay, what are the chances Jacksonville might make a move? Do they really believe in a Blake Bortles? See, I don't think they 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 can. I don't think they can. Blake Bortles on a one-year contract. I mean, what do you, you know? See, that's a team. That if I'm Cousins, I go to Minnesota or Jacksonville, the places I go. Those look like ready-made teams to me. Yeah, and chance to win. Mm -hmm. Denver and uh, some whispers that maybe he likes Minnesota better. You know, what don't they have? You know? Yeah. I mean, they, you're ready to go from day one, right there, but. I'm just. I guess the point I'm trying to make is here: How greedy do you really want to be? And and I I'm from the school of never trade away from a great player. No, oh, never. Good. And and if you feel like smart it, philosophy, if, if you feel like that, win can be a great player, or one of those corners could be a great player. Then you don't trade. You know, uh, the tackle from Michigan. I meant well. This you is, know, hurt. I mean, if you right. feel like he's going to be a great player, don't trade away from him. Stand in there and make the pick. But I'm trying to get you to think if you start to get wiped out and you don't feel good about taking a three technique, you know. And I, doing my top fifty, which I'll post this week and I'll tweet out the the link. But I found it interesting that I had one offensive lineman in my top seventeen. That was Nelson. Right. I have Win at eighteen. And that's yeah. that's where Win is. Uh, Billy Price at twenty one. Will Hernandez twenty seven. So in the top 27, I have no offensive tackles. Right. And I've got four interior offensive linemen. So if I'm trading back, I'm looking to get win. And if he's at, he's not there, I'm still in the area where I feel comfortable with drafting a Will Hernandez. Right. So, you know, that's a, I think that's a risk I'm willing to take. But, I just, but you're going to do it for the pick. Oh, yeah. that's that's You're doing it right. and, and, and okay, at what point do you feel like though you could still get Hernandez? Twenty five. I'm twenty six. I was, yeah, all the way back to the end of the round. Yeah, I, I, I think I mean, that's yeah, that's fair. So Based on you, everything we've said about him. So if you were trading back and your your intent was to get win and a pick, you're and 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 you then all of a sudden that backfires on you. Mm -hmm. I need to be somewhere in the twenties. Yeah. I, could Will Hernandez go 31 to New England? Sure. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. So I think you have to stay in the 20s if you really want to get one of those two guards. Is the cornerback's going to be better than a guard? I know you're going to get it. I think that I think either Hernandez or Wynn is a day one starter, by the way. Oh, yeah, definitely. They're a day one starter. That's I take Wynn over Hernandez. Let's get really wild. You could draft a corner and move Cheetah Bay Awuzie to safety if you wanted to. 
I know a lot of people are against that, and I don't blame them. The way we saw uh, Awuzie play at corner down the stretch. I don't. Yeah. For the record, I wouldn't want to move him. I right. thought he played really well down the last I agree. Yeah. Of the year. I agree. And, but you, in order to get the most number of guys on the field as possible. Yeah. And isn't want. that what they're kind of what they're doing with Byron? I mean, instead of seeing what he could do at corner, keeping him at safety just because that's where the personnel fits best with this current structure. So, yeah, it's it's tough. They kind of back themselves into a corner here with these safeties. It, it, the trying to trying to fit a first round draft pick into what they already have at, in the secondary gives me a headache. Yeah. Whereas drafting a guard doesn't give me a headache at all. I'm just like, oh yeah, he's the left guard. I just, it's just I like point. simplicity. Right. Yeah. Plug him. Plug and play. Let's go. You might, you might just take that guard at 19 too. Yeah. You could. You could. It just doesn't. I don't know. The offensive line, my rationale here, the offensive line is already your strength. Wait, so where do, where do you uh, – are well, going – you've been saying all along you don't want to draft an offensive line. But I'm trying to – I gave him a pick, and he's all for it now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like you can, you can entice me with a pick, yeah. I'm easy. All right, we, we, we got to get ready to go, <laughs> get ready to, go to break. Just I'll do so it at 19. Just to give you an example here, what, the, what Dallas can get out of this before we get out of here. Buffalo, again, we did the pick at 22. That would be a third – the Rams pick at 23 is a third. Carolina's pick at 24 is a third. And Tennessee's pick at 25 is a third. Now we get into multiple picks. Atlanta at 26 is a three and a five. New Orleans at 27 is a three and a four. That's that's a thought. Mm-hmm. Now we get into the second round picks. Pittsburgh at 28. Jacksonville at 29. Minnesota at 30. New England at 30. 31, and if you want to trade all the way back to Philadelphia, they would have to give you a second and a sixth. The more I think about this, the and I know we got to go to break, but teams only do trades like that for quarterbacks. Dane's right. And so, I mean, which I could at least, you could convince me maybe Buffalo moves up two spots. You saw, you know, San Francisco came and got that safety, right? Reed. With Dallas, really good point. That was the trade that got you that's Travis Frederick. Yeah, yeah, and, and, you, and, you, and you underpaid. Let me underpaid. let me amend that. You don't see it often. Yeah. You know? uh, I mean, Atlanta went up two spots to get Tack McKinley last year. Like that, I could believe. So, I mean, you could convince me maybe Buffalo comes up to get a non-quarterback, but I have a hard time believing, uh, you know, Minnesota or Philadelphia is going to jump that far for anybody but a quarterback. Real quick, Derwin James is there at nineteen. Pitts- I, I, Pittsburgh is offering their second-round pick to trade up and, and get him. Do you move back to Pittsburgh's pick plus a second, or do you take Derwin James? Oof. I that's well, okay, because that's I, tough. Well, let me think about this because I'm I'm you know what I have first round grade on Derwin James and I think he's a really good player. You don't 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 trade away from but, a great player. But right, yeah, Brian? exactly, exactly. No, like he's, he's but this he is seems the, like he might be a super freak. I don't know. This is the deal though you're running into because you get you get a Pittsburgh second round pick, which would be really kind of like a late uh, early third. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It'd be like sixty. But, yeah, but it, you're once again the top one hundred. But now you're in a situation where you, you're going to draft Hernandez there. Right. That's that's your guy. If you make the Pittsburgh trade or Jacksonville or Minnesota or New England or Philly, you're looking at Hernandez. Hernandez and a second round player. Is that worth it to you? I don't. That's the question. Oh, I, and I'm, no, I mean that's what I'm, I, 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 that's what makes you think. It's kind of yeah. like. Eric Reed and Frederick all over again. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, was sure. Frederick I mean, was, and that turned yeah. out okay for the Cowboys. Was I mean, Reed, the was value Reed, wasn't yeah. the value wasn't there. Yeah, but it still turned out. Frederick okay. in a third round pick, you're like going okay. And, I mean, they and I, they got Terrence Williams with that third round pick, an All Pro and a much maligned but starting caliber player over. Yeah, yeah. and and I mean Eric Reed's been fine for most of his career, but he's not Ed Reed. No, no. So, but what if Derwin James is though? <laughs> I'm just saying. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that that is a very good question. That's why the draft is fascinating. If you, if, right? you know, if you and you guys said it yourselves, the safety thing is kind of weird right now. Yeah. Okay. But but I mean, I I don't know. I and I know you know his tape can be inconsistent and all that type of stuff. But like Derwin James has the potential to be that type of guy that like an Earl Thomas. And that's you know? why he's there at 19 is because it's potential. And, yeah. but it's, it, and that's, that's a little bit scary, but it yeah. kind of reminds me of Malik Hooker. I don't think Derwin James's his tape is as good as Malik Hooker's, it's not. but it's, but you're just like, well, why, why is this guy falling yeah. like, and to the where to the point where I think it would be a mistake on 18 other teams parts. If he fell that far in the first place. Yeah. All right. You I'll take you out of this and you watch this team. Yeah. Would you rather have a safety or a guard? I am. If we're being honest, I'm very intrigued by, you know, you plug Will Hernandez in right away. You get a third round pick. I don't really, I don't know that you can. Or you plug, no, plug Win in. Or you th- whoever you want, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. You plug a guy in. That's very appealing. So in that sense, like, I don't know that you can necessarily go wrong, but. Let's let's uh, let's go get a, a vet for like one point one mil in free agency and bring me the guy that's got a potential to be a six time all pro safety. So you're gonna sign Cooper back after his injury? Sure, I don't care, whatever. Or if it's not Cooper, then some other guy. Like it's the strength of your team. You should be able if there's one place where you can bargain hunt and have it be successful, it should be the spot where you've got three all pros playing next to him. Well said. So bring me Derwin James. Give him a pick though, he'll still pick. Oh guard. Yeah, well, it's all no. about picks. <laughs> Well, that's what scouts do. Give me picks. Give me picks. Give me picks. But when you have a chance to draft a potentially transcendent player, oh yeah, just shut up and you do say, it. Do you just call Derwin James a transcendent you player? I said potentially. All right. Is that not we're, fair? We're, we're way behind on this. Yeah, I know we are. Right. Holy sh! Oh, yeah, it's ten twenty seven. Good, yeah. good conversation. Wow. Thank you, boys. All right, coming back, uh, we'll do a little Twitter on the thirty. Yeah. Stay tuned. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. 
To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. Back here with the Draft Show in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Brian brought us Dane Brugler, David Hellman, Kent Garrison, executive producing. Uh, this is one of my favorite parts of the show that we do. I love all the interaction that we have with the fans, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's questions, whatever we have to do. I, I do love that part of it. I think you guys are, are learning this game. I think you're understanding what it takes. And so uh, we'll try and uh, answer a few of your questions. It is Twitter, Twitter on the 20. David Hellman, go ahead. All right, let's try to speed it up since we went so long. That's but, okay. Uh, it's, a, it's a show. Good question from friend of the show, Jonah, uh, who, yeah. you know, we talked about Ridley in the last segment. Sure. We'd probably all agree he's the top receiver in this class. But he wants you to rank two through five. Hmm. On the receivers? Yeah. I got Moore, Kirk, Gallup, Washington, and Miller. Oh, DJ Moore. Say that again. Maryland. Christian Kirk. Jonah knows what I'm talking about. Texas a <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, Jonah definitely knows. That's what I did. No, yeah, exactly. You're right. Uh, DJ Moore, Maryland. Christian Kirk, Texas A&M. Uh, Gallup is Colorado State. Washington is Oklahoma State. And Miller is Memphis. I have the same two and three. DJ Moore and then Christian Kirk. My four is Anthony Miller, Memphis. Mm-hmm. My five is Cortland Sutton, SMU. I, my six is James Washington. I, my five through 15 is where I kind of struggle a little bit. I, well, I, there's a lot of uh, – I struggled with it before the Senior Bowl. James Washington played well. Still, there's still a lot of a lot of these guys in that log jam, that second, third round, uh, that are going to come off the board and still trying to figure out the best way to rank them. You going to go over to SMU and watch Sudden work out? I, I mean, if you don't see me at the Combine? I mean, if he yeah. doesn't – Yeah, I mean – I mean, no I'm, just ask, I'm just asking in a way. I'm curious to see what – it's in our backyard over here. Right. I'm curious what teams would work him out. You know, again, here's the Brian Broaddus phobia now. Yeah, you're Ball so receiver. You're route. so afraid. I'm afraid. I'm a coward. It's. I mean, no, I'm a coward. I admit it. That's a cowardly way of well, looking. at When players. you get burned, you you know have second. Thoughts. I just the, the I'm just looking at a team that needs guys that separate. Yeah. I'm trying to think about this football team. I guess that's the whole NFL. Everybody needs guys that can separate. Look at that game last night. Well, look at the game last night. We saw Alshon Jeffrey catch a touchdown pass. Yeah. Corlin Sutton can do it. But what happened when they put a guy on him that can cover? Sure. I'm not saying he's going to be Jerry Rice, but I don't know. Corlin Sutton can be an Alshon Jeffrey. And you can win with a guy like that on your team. So Worry about him as a route runner. I love the size, though. My gosh, I'm mesmerized by looking at him. Dane Dane cheats and does his like one two two three thing. But how many first round grades do you have on these? Out of the five, you just I haven't done the quarterbacks. We're talking about receivers. receivers. Oh, receivers! I have three, three. Ridley Moore Kirk. See, that's I want DJ Moore to be there at fifty, and he's just not going to be. I don't. It's these receivers are tough because there's so many different lack of height might help him. Yeah, he's, that might help Dallas. He's going to be probably five ten, and he's not the best in contested situations. Uh, it, it's possible. It, you know, it, it would not shock me at all if 
you know, one team prefers James Washington over a DJ Moore, uh, even a Dante Pettis. See, I think teams are sleeping on Pettis a little bit. I, I know you're not. I, I have him as my number sixth guy from University of Washington. Yeah, he's my number seven. So if you if you have a chance to watch him, please do. How many how many first round ish guys? I have Ridley with a solid one, and then I've got Moore and Kirk with one twos. So and then I've got Anthony Miller, Cortland Sutton, James Washington with a solid two. There's something about Anthony Miller that's good, and I'm missing it. I, I, God, you just I, said I, you've got him fifth. I mean, that's just I, broke, I know. broke all of us. No, no, Bruce no, no I, I have him actually three with well two. Okay, Moore, Kirk. That's three. Gallup is four. Washington five. Miller six. Excuse me. So you you still have him sixth out of like twenty receivers that are going to yeah. get drafted. Yeah, but okay, is he better than Gallup? Is he better than Washington? For me, yes. See? What you're telling me is... Uh, See, Kavanaugh knows he's receivers, too. Kavanaugh is good to watch receivers with because he, he's got a feel for these guys. And I, and I think he's got Gallup. I think we're the same, the same on thing on Gallup. The, did the Senior Bowl help you with Washington? Yeah. Uh, you, you so now you're that. more solidly feeling good about Washington as a second-round guy. Yeah, as a second-round guy, my number two senior wide receiver behind Miller. Uh, and the thing with Miller, too, is we have to find out about the foot. Uh, there's a lot of worry there that... It, it could uh, potentially knock him down a little bit. So uh, we got we to gotta be careful with Anthony Miller in the foot. But, uh, yeah, James Washington, I, he did help himself. Uh, I think, when you we know, sit at the combine, somebody will walk up to you, hey, man, this Miller's guy's foot's not, uh, not draftable, Brian. Plantar fasciitis. Not draftable, Brian. <laughs> and then all the fans, like, we got to draft Miller. And they're like, I don't think they're going to draft Miller. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, what, two years ago with Jalen and – Oh God, Jalen Smith. That's not good. Not good. People, I know people walk up to this guy. And go, hey, you're going back, going back <laughs> to the first segment. You're like, I'm not panicking about whatever happens to Calvin Ridley because what you're telling me is that somebody will be there at 50. Yeah, a good receiver will be there. At 50. See, that's yeah, why. That's why maybe at, at 19, if he goes, if Calvin Ridley's gone to the Ravens at 16, you're like, okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. To, I'm not giving assets to go three no. spots to to make that work. Not when I can find two, you know, receiver number two or three at fifty. You've got three receivers in your first round. Would you take a non-Ridley wide receiver at nineteen? It's a good question. Because is coward. I know I'm a coward, but no, it's a good question because again, am I? Can I play the card of okay? Is Edmonds gone? Yeah, is, we get wiped out. Oh, would I take a nine? So is it say at Hurst? You try to trade down, win oh, one of these receivers. I would take. I think I would take win. Is there any scenario where you could see yourself taking a receiver not named Calvin Ridley at nineteen? Or you think there'd probably always be a better? God, that, that is a coward move. You're right about that. What? No, it's a coward move. What? Have Moore and Kirk in the first round and not take him at nineteen if they were there. Well, maybe you like win better. Or somebody else better, Maurice Hurst, for instance. If you can't envision a scenario where you would take them, then that's a that's, that's a coward move. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna fix your grades. That's why I I have to use one twos because not you know just placing a one on a guy it could be the second pick in the draft or thirty second you know so I've got one twos on Warren Kirk meaning late first early second uh, guys that you know there should be a one at nineteen hopefully so I think at the end of the day what's going to happen is there's going to end up being Probably one wide receiver in the first. You think it's so? possible? Yeah, it's possible. Yeah, I do. And I and I and I that hasn't happened. I, know, I said on the last. I mean, going back to Dez, that hasn't. I mean, that hasn't happened in the yeah. last decade. We had three in the top ten last year. Yeah. And see, that's it, it. Didn't turn out very well for those teams, but you know, in the first season. But we'll see. I, well, you know, that is a coward move. 
I just sitting there thinking about it because if you if you're not willing to take one of those guys, and I think they're first round players, maybe the fact is I should have win in the first. Oh, he's a first round player, yeah. Yeah, I mean he's eight. Maybe I mean maybe maybe yeah. Sounds like you. That's got what I'm saying. Thinking to do. No, no, it, it's not the thinking about the wide receivers. It's okay. Why do I have win in the second? I don't know, Brian. Why do you? No, that that's that's good point. <laughs> Brian, the question of the day. Brian just had an epiphany right here on the air. <laughs> no, it's it's good 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 thoughts. We talked about um, you know we talked about the pan, the panic move, uh, yeah, for Travis in 2013. So Rob wants to know, and I think things have changed a little bit in the five years since then. But you know, talking about trading, he said, you know, who makes the decision on how far up and how far down you're willing to go, and when do you make that decision? Stephen Jones is usually the guy that runs the. It, to use a phrase that's used in the Senate and the House, all that stuff, the majority whip, yeah. the guy that gets everybody going, Stephen Jones is the whip in this one. He He's he's the guy that kind of, to me, not kind of, because I've experienced it. They'll field calls. They'll see what's going on. They'll have a plan of, okay, what we need to do or how, how's this thing going. Again, they made a panic move in that Travis Frederick trade. Yeah, That's just a bail. Yeah, but I think once you kind of see things going in, I think it's different with Will and how things are set up with him. What's fascinating to me is so Stephen Jones to answer the question would be the guy that kind of initiates that. You can think about it and have all these conversations about it, but like you can't really know until the draft is going on. So yeah, you, you really know, don't. You you could think up a thousand scenarios during the course of pre-draft, and then something you never envisioned happens. I mean, yeah, I would take I would take the very best mock drafters that I know and I would follow what they're doing. Yeah. Just, and I, but I wouldn't use my board. I would use, I would use some other way of doing it. And I would think, okay, what is the league thinking about here? But if in fact, if in fact that you're sitting there and it's under the, and I'm following Dane Brugler's board and things start to go crazy, like it happened, I'm, I'm, I've got a plan going in that I'm, I'm getting out of there. If, if this happens. If I start to see things happen, I'm getting out of there. Sanchez, uh, and a, another trade pick, and then we can move on, um, which, you know, you said we could leave this for another show, and we still yeah. can, but Cowboys have some comp picks coming their way. They do. Which are tradable now. Maybe increases your odds of a trade up. Yeah. He's, he's said in the second round specifically, but, I mean, you can do it whenever you want. Yeah. Yeah, and that's probably if they go, say, defensive tackle in the first round. And then the second round, Will Hernandez is still there. Mm-hmm. Trade up from 50 to go get him. What would you give up? You're probably getting two fourths and two fifths. Well, let me so, just let me just give you an idea. Or two fourths and one fifth. I don't what, know. What's your your picks at 50, right? Yeah. yeah. Say we have to go up to that the, pick's worth 400. 35 to get Will Hernandez. The 35, you're going to have to give up 150. How much is the third worth? Third is worth that pick would be eighty one, right? Is mm-hmm. that what we're talking about? That's worth one eighty five. So you'd be overpaying. Yeah, but you got to go but, up. Well, you get your starter. You get your guy. Yeah. I mean, so you. How if much you, is the fourth worth? The fourth is worth. What pick would that be? One oh. Is that what are they? What's that? I don't even know because the comp picks haven't. Yeah, been yeah that hadn't. So, it, but so it'd be just. I right, just say Dallas is one eighteen. Just yeah. for, give it an example. One eighteen. That's worth fifty eight. So, so even if you gave up that and your comp pick, you're still probably not coming close to the price for that pick. It, it, you so. probably have to do your third. I mean, kind of basically what they did for DeMarcus Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But you get 
35 and 19. So two, two starters. Put you would together. hope. You would hope. You would hope. And that's you. Be, are you more? Would you rather go? Okay, let me ask you this. It's a good question. Would you rather go up in the second round, up in the second round, or go back in the first? Both. <laughs> both. Do both. All right, Captain Greedy. Get you trade back, get an extra third, use that third. So you trade back in the first round. I like what you're round. saying, though. I, I like your aggressiveness. Use that extra third that you got to move up into the second, and you end up right where you were. Except you feel better about the players and the value that you got. Back in the first, which. I meant to bring this up in the first segment. <laughs> I like what you did. You talk you talk about it like um you you just mentioned, you know, well, do I really think these receivers are first round grades? I the problem I just had but, I, just, I just learned that I don't have win high enough. That's what I just learned. Regardless, but that's almost the beauty of it and kind of goes back to the taco conversation. You're not dealing with first round players at that point anyway. So, you know, trade back to 28. Let's trade back to 28. Give me a second round pick. And then just take your pick of either your best remaining first-round grades or if you have a second-round grade and you're picking at 28, who cares? I mean, get yeah. a guy you like. But he just told you he's got 14 first-round grades. They're, well, so you're almost certainly talking about second. I mean, that's just me, but yeah. I think you both would say it would be an overvalue. Like, it, it would be early. But like, how awful would it be to just take DJ Moore at 28, assuming you got, like, a second-round pick out of the deal? He's 30 on my board, so I'm fine with that. Boom. Done. Yeah. Easy. He's so he's not a first round grade, but whatever. You're picking twenty eight and right. you got a pick out of it. Moore or Hernandez? In my board now it's more. Uh man, I it goes back to the other thing where, you know, you're guaranteed to get a starter in Hernandez, whereas Moore's probably gotta beat somebody out, yada yada. Yeah. What do you well, got more? A one two? Yeah. I've got him at number thirty on my board. See, well Hernandez is twenty seven. DJ Moore is my absolute no doubt about it, pet cat, but I think Hernandez is just a more clear-cut, easy decision. You mm. know? I'd probably agree. That's tough. We never get through all these questions. No, and, um, Give me one more. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Give me a couple more. We'll be fine. All right. Uh, well, all right. If you want to do a couple more, the, Adam wants to know, let's say a quarterback falls to 19 and there's no good offers to bail. Is that just – can you even envision a world where they would do that? Let me ask you this. If this team, if this team was 8-8 eight and eight again, just say they were 8-8, eight and eight, and Des, or Des, Dak has a similar season to what he just had. Yeah. You got to consider it. Then it's possible, yeah. That's where it's possible. The two th- that, that question is for 2019. But, okay, and I agree. To the point of investigate and educate, though, like we're sitting here right now really not expecting anybody to be there. But, like, what if Baker Mayfield is? Teddy Bridgewater wasn't supposed to fall to the second either. Yeah. Actually, with the 31, didn't he? Whatever. Yeah. Basically but- the second round. I remember we had we had this conversation with Manzel. You know, if he's there, you know, why not just take him? He was, too. and he was, yeah. And I mean, I don't know. Uh, this is a team that's built to win now. How do you think? You know, going to the locker room and ask a Jason Witten. You know, yeah. What do you got? What are you guys doing? Drafting a, a quarterback there? With you know, what, what does that do to your quarterback room? There's so many things there. So yeah, I agree with what you said though. If this is a huge year for Dak. Sure it is. Huge year. Sure it is. It's a huge year for the head coach. It's a huge year for the quarterback. At the end of at the end of this year, you're either talking extension or, right. or getting looking, a new quarterback. Yeah. You are looking no. very hard at the quarterback prospect. Absolutely. Absolutely. If this if we were having the draft show, God willing, in 2019, and it's nine and seven and you have a new head coach and all that, and the quarterback plays 
then yeah. I think you I think you're I think no I, I think all bets are off I can't see it this is an important yeah. year for a lot of guys what's, a lot of guys what's the earliest that you're willing to draft a quarterback in this draft just like yeah I don't know we weren't expecting uh you've seen them all we probably it's the fourth yeah I, you know like I, I'm I'm all in favor of drafting a quarterback every year or almost every yeah. year and I like a, a Laletta a Mike White two guys without the senior bowl if those guys are available in the fourth, fifth, sixth round somewhere, uh, you know, I would feel comfortable uh, drafting a guy in that range. You know, he's your th- your third stringer from day one. Who knows? He might beat out Cooper Rush in the preseason. Yeah. And you feel better about, uh, you know, your quarterback room than you did coming in. Would it be hard to pass Baker Mayfield, though, at 13 or at uh, 19? It'd be hard to pass up on him? Yeah. No. I'm, I'm not, I don't think he's going to be there, so I'm not is... worried. I'm not worried about that decision because he's not going to be there in my mind. Okay. So I all right. Let me ask you this: What if it was Josh Allen? Yeah, I don't. I don't uh, know. Okay, I know in your scenario he wasn't there. Yeah. I well, no, I mean harder. I, time. Okay, if one of those quarterbacks falls to nineteen, yeah. It, it, take if, your pick. If it's Allen okay. or all right, what are what's the question? Is it hard for me to pass up on? Yeah. Not me, because I I believe in Dak more than I think a lot of people listening to this yeah. might. And Allen's twenty nine on my board, so I'm not head over heels over him. Mayfield, I have close to the top 10. So yeah, but I, I just don't see him being available, but if he is, then yeah, it's, it's something you have to think about, but I, I think I agree more with, with Dave. This team's not talent poor, is it? No, I don't know that it's as, it's not talent rich either. Probably. It's a lot. I thought it was, if I could tell you, you could have Baker Mayfield and Hernandez at the two first two picks. Would you, would you go with that? What's my other option? I mean, just saying, and just, yeah, I'm going all in to win this year, and I'm gonna get yeah. I'm gonna get me a player that's gonna help me do that this year. Okay, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get you know, Washington Gallup, one of those guys, Miller. Yeah, someone that's gonna help me win this year. Leave me alone. Yeah, give me a guy. Yeah, somebody that can help me. This I think they've day. backed themselves into a corner where they have to do that. They don't have a choice. They have to they have to approach this draft finding guys that are going to help this year and help them take that next step. There's no tomorrow for a, the vast majority of guys on on this team. Whether mm-hmm. you want to talk about the coaching staff, quarterback, oh, yeah. last chance, Dave. I mean, last chance. So I don't know why you would draft that way this year. I'm just saying though, maybe if you're the if you if you're if you're Jason Garrett, you surely hell don't want to draft a quarterback in the first round, right? No. You know, if if your job's on the line, you surely don't want to draft a quarterback in the first round. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Good that. try. Yeah. We're just going to take it day by day. Thanks, Thank Coach. You, you should. But be a little, be a little more cautious. All right. We'll, we got one more break, and then we're going to come back and uh, wrap this show up. So stay tuned. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit GetJackBlack.com Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. 
I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. The Cowboys are on the clock. We're back here in the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Uh, Tommy John's a big sponsor of the Cowboys. We appreciate everything Tommy John does for us. Thank uh, you, Tommy John. Some of the best underwear you'll ever wear. Socks, T-shirts. Make sure you check them out. That's TommyJohns.com forward slash Cowboys. They'll give you 20% off your first order. I need to check them out. Yeah, make sure it happens. Tommy John, great stuff. Okay, uh, man, the show went fast today. Combine list comes out this week. Supposed this to come week. out this week. So. Okay, so this week. So Thursday show we'll be talking yeah. snubs, snubs, prizes. guys that got in, all that kind we of. We already stuff. kind of leaked a few. Yeah, you know, Puna Ford's not going to be there. Dory's Fountain. There's a few other ones. So Combine gets underway three weeks from tomorrow, I believe. Sounds about right. Yeah, we will be there. All the coverage, really wall to wall coverage. Uh, we have Tuesday. We get there Tuesday. So. Shows Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Best week of the year. Yeah. So we will mm-hmm. uh, we will be hanging out there in Indianapolis for all that. David, you wanted to get into a little bit of some talk about Philadelphia and stuff like that. Well, I, just, I mean, there. you know, we don't we don't have to spend a but we don't have a boatload of time anyway. No, we don't. I just and I want to maybe take a call or two. If Ken, if there's somebody lined up that wants to talk to us, please feel to jump in with us there. You know, it's the draft show. That's what you do. Yeah. And I couldn't help but notice the uh, and really. Like, you go back and look at it, like, you know, you think back to the Seattle teams that were in the back-to-back Super Bowls, like, they, their draft success is unbelievable. Right. Philly? Not anything wild, but the interesting thing to me is just, like, where they found, like, these these guys that, like, helped them get over the top, which, case in point, I mean, the two that come to mind right away, which Cowboys fans should be able to relate to this, Isaac Sumalo, who's a guy we talked about a lot. At Oregon State. And, uh... Big V, don't make me say his real name. Uh, TCU. But last year, they draft a guard in the third round and a tackle in the fifth round. Both of them started last night. Don't know how they graded out, but Jason Peters goes down. You have some injuries along your line. A third-round pick and a fifth-round pick uh, step in and get the job done. And, I mean, Big V's been starting at left tackle since October. And it hasn't, hasn't always been pretty. No, it hasn't. Which, you know... There's part of that where it's like, well, crap, why can't the Cowboys do that? What the hell? But then yeah. there's part of you that's like, hey, you can find guys that can help you fix your problems in, on day three of the draft. I mean, pick five, pick 164. And then another guy that's really close to my heart, which still don't understand why he fell to the seventh round, but Jalen Mills is pick 233. A lot of questions about Jalen Mills, where he was going to play, right? Yeah. Was he going to be – they played him at safety. They safety played him at corner. It's really, off field and stuff off the too. field stuff was yeah. not good at all. It was more that than anything. I remember that, but I don't. 
I, it's, you know, when there's not, as far as I know, well, actually, I take that back. He did have, like, he was arrested, I believe, when right. he was, but he never, yeah, I think the charges were dropped, like, nothing ever came of it for that to, and I'm not trying to make light of, of all, of any of that, I don't get me wrong, but to fall from, like, a second, third round grade to the end of the seventh round, I mean. Yeah, that was a surprise. Wild. Uh, nine tackles and two pass breakups last night. Yeah. Starts at corner. It's not too bad. And it's, you know, these character guys, it's, it's tough because, you know, uh, Randy Moss was talked about a lot this weekend going into yeah. the hall of fame and yeah. how the Cowboys passed. But if Randy Moss was in this draft, we'd be killing him for all the off field stuff. It's a laundry list of stuff. Yeah. So it's just, it's tough when to take a chance on him. Uh, you know, do you take a chance? Do you want that type of guy in your locker room? It, you know, sometimes the talent is worth the risk. I'll give you a great example. Philadelphia, I was in that draft, the 98 draft that Moss came out in, and I was with Philadelphia. And I remember vividly Jeff Lurie the night before the draft came up, and we were I was explaining all the tags on the board. We were just standing there, and we were talking about Curtis Enos and all these guys. And he looked at me, and he said, Brian, please, I would feel really comfortable if you did not, if you took Randy Moss off the board. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, take Randy Moss off the board and – We'll go through it. We'll be fine. And I say, well, Mr. Lurio, he is our he is our one of our top players on our board. He says, if you would just please take him off the board, I would feel better. And they had some extensive. They had done a lot of extensive. Well, they us had done a lot of extensive work on him. There the were league twenty teams that did. This yeah, thing. the league had done a lot of work, and so that was a decision that Jeff Lurie made. By the way, did you see my tweet over the weekend? I, yeah, about all the his, his pro day, you know, pro day yeah, at West. That's yeah. unbelievable. That was crazy. No, the numbers every and every yeah, every number you had was legit. Forty-seven inch vertical. Every number was legit. That's crazy. And he Earl probably Owens is a third he, round pick, by the way. He probably barely worked out too. He yeah. probably just Randy Moss showed up and one of the most natural athletes. Worked up a, a light sweat. I yeah. I think he could he could still go for like eight hundred in the NFL today. Yeah. I, I mean, if he if he tried and actually cared, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree, but. I, it's you know every year when somebody wins the Super Bowl you look and you expect to see like this like right. I said like you look at the they did a good and, job with some free agents well, though, no, well, up some guys too I yeah. mean there's you know the the more I do this I and I still think obviously the draft is the lifeblood of the NFL but you get you see what Seattle does and you get into this mode where you're like well there's one way to do it that's not true because like I mean yeah. going back to 2012. The Eagles have made some really good picks. They've whiffed on a lot of stuff. Like they have. It's not like this team is just built through the draft and that's it. They've made yeah, Chip some, Kelly got you know. Well, they brought they've Chip made Kelly some in. smart free agent yeah. signings. They've traded Trade, for some guys well, the trades, they thought yeah. they needed. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the biggest whiffs year in year out. A lot of them by the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. they oh. they do yeah. not. They do. They are not great drafting team. Uh, they have a, plenty of misses. Uh, but they. You know, quarterback makes so much difference. Right. There. And it's you part of Bill Belichick's night. genius. But you know what? And I guess that's what jumps out to me right there is, you know, okay, Carson Wentz is a number one overall pick. Big deal. Like, did you expect that? You, you know, Fletcher Cox is a great, you know, what, what was Top it? 10. He was picked 12. Yeah. 12, yeah. You get those guys. Was but 12? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought they traded up for, okay, yeah. Damn near every team hits on more of those than they miss i would say cowboys being one of them they yeah, hit no, sure. they hit on cox dallas missed on mo but more, same draft but more often than not nfl teams hit on the obvious picks right more often than not but the thing is is okay you know uh ron leary leaves in free agency and tyron smith gets hurt well your left guard and your left tackle weren't up to snuff this year right, right. Chaz green and byron bell were not right. as good at handling handling that you look right. at this that's the crazy thing is 
it's not so much what your all pros are doing, but how you're filling the roster with your day three guys. Right. I mean, their pick, their fifth round pick, did a way better job than the guys the Cowboys had this year. I, I did a piece for Dallas Morning News uh, last week about the the best draft picks in each round the Cowboys have had since 2000. Who do you think is the best draft pick since 2000? So last almost 20 years. I think I read this. I didn't realize you wrote it, but I read it. They had in the who's the best draft pick they had out of the fifth round the last 20 years. They haven't had one. Orlando. Yeah. So, okay, and then he's clearly number one. And then there, and then, there and probably isn't one. There isn't. My my number two is Matt Lear because he started a yeah. season. Yeah. And then Joseph Randall. Yeah. Who's number three? I mean, they have bad. had zero sick. Well, Orlando's Skandrick. I'll give him that. Yeah. Besides Skandrick, they've had zero success drafting in the fifth round. And then I, yeah, Sean Lee is the second round guy. Yeah, I would love to know who the next one is after him because it's probably not great. Demarcus Lawrence. All right, uh, well, all right. And then Andrew or Andre Gerard. Yeah, um, shut me up right there. Yeah. But their second rounds, their second rounds have been. Well, you think of all those tight ends they've gone through. Well, they've just yeah. they've been bad more often than they've been good in the second round over the last decade. Yeah. And that's that's been a big problem too. There's it's, no question. Yeah, I mean the. One to ten, the Cowboys are as good as anybody in terms of your your roster. But I think what we're seeing is, and going into this season, the depth problem. I, well, I I thought twenty to fifty was really good in the preseason. I mean, how many guys did we see have really good training camps and yeah. preseasons, and it did not didn't materialize. It did not bear out over when the for games sure. mattered. Yeah. Uh, so that's the thing for me is I look at teams like this and I'm, you know, uh, Bo Allen is another guy the Eagles found in the seventh round, right? Four years later. Out of Wisconsin. Still, yeah. yeah. Um, good player. Jordan Hicks, obviously he got hurt this year, but he's, he was a third round pick. Yeah. So right. that's, you know, like I said, teams are, teams are more, are good at finding the all pros in the first round more often than not. It's how you draft and on day funny, three. And it's funny how things work with, you know, cause they, they tried to get Brandon cooks. Yeah, uh, and yeah. because they didn't, because Cooks went to New England, right, and missed most of the game uh, with a concussion. Uh, they got Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, they made a trade for uh, Jay Ajayi. Yeah, Ajayi and uh, Darby, the corner. They uh, finally got Nelson Aguilar to play. True, but that yeah. was a pick for the Chip Kelly regime. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. It was. Yep. It was. They finally got him to play well. He's yeah. the guy everybody celebrated when they took him, and not Byron Jones. Right. Which I, I think Byron's had a better career than him overall. Yeah, right. I agree. He just won a Super Bowl. So, so you know, I told you that thing the other day, right? Out of that draft, right. Byron Jones games has made played. games played. Yeah. yeah, Byron Jones played forty-eight. Yeah, but the thing is, what's the rest of the Cowboys' twenty fifteen draft class doing right now? Oh, I know. That's the problem. That's and that, that's that's, that's, that's that, the problem. That is yeah. an issue. Randy Gregory's not here. That is issue. Chaz Green. That is an we issue. We know how that went. That's an issue. You're absolutely. Damian right. Wilson. Damien, I, Damien's fine. I mean, for a fourth-round pick, yeah. I'm not super disappointed by the career that he's had. It hasn't been amazing. But yeah. linebacker from Wyoming, not on the team. Mark and Sacha, yeah. San Francisco. Uh, the tackle from Virginia Tech, not on the team. Yeah, that's you got to hit on more of those. Not to not to necessarily be good, but in order to have the depth to where you can you can still withstand something win happen, a Super Bowl yeah. despite losing three yeah. different Pro Bowlers. Right. I mean, that's just amazing. That's right. Anyway. All right. Thank you, David. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Depth questions. We'll always love those. All right, that's all the time we have for the draft show today. Uh, we will be back next, uh, this coming Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. We'll be back Thursday, 11 a.m. Central. We'll get into some combine talk. Uh, maybe some other things will pop up that we need to know about, and we'll get it uh, to you. Get into, uh, after. if you're curious, after the combines, we're going to get into some tell me more. Yes. That's what we want to do, a little bit more of that. So uh, stay tuned for all that. So. For my buddies, Dane Burglar, David Hellman, Kent Garrison, I'm Brian Bross. We'll see you Thursday at 11 a.m. Central.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?